This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. are clocking up, the pre-season fixtures are being ticked off one by one and the heat in more than one way is constantly rising. The new season is just around the corner. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans and by the fans and we're back with a brand new set and a brand new series following the journey as John Dempster's men try and go one better and reach their League One intended destination. Tonight we'll be looking back over pre-season so far, casting our eye over the new additions and talking all things shape and systems as we dust off the cobwebs from the microphone. As always, we'll get your comments and views from the live feed and hear from inside the Stakes dressing room from the boss, John Dempster, and the skipper, Christian Pierce. We've got some really good senior pros here and I expect them to drive it. I'll lead and guide them, um, but it's got to come from within. I feel good, to be fair. Um, obviously, there's a few more pre-season games to go before the season starts, so hopefully I can get some more 90s in and, and get firing for the season. My goal for, for the season is 25 clean sheets, so that's that's the target. So come along, get involved, leave your views in the comments now, and of course, hit that share button. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, if you don't know why now, you're never going to know. Because Mansfield matters! It seems like an eternity since the last regular podcast. And on a day which is sweltering in heat, I can think of nowhere that I'd rather be think ish then with the, with these two to talk all about Mansfield Tennessee this is the Mansfield Matters podcast the show for the fans by the fans why well because Mansfield matters new season new manager new series new sets those of you who watched our little test uh, stream yesterday will have already seen the set but uh, obviously those who are watching for the first time since uh, last season will notice the new Mansfield Matters set we're just trying to do absolutely everything we can to try 
and see the stags over the line for the new season. And that means sitting in a room which must be above 38 degrees in the back room with the fan on. So I do apologise about that. And I've given these two ice lollies as well. My name's Craig Priest. Alongside me, Cam Felton, who's last in the ice lolly race. And Mr Nathan Edge as well. Cam, I'll let you finish that because it's going to melt and I don't want it to yeah, run all over my stuff. <laughs> so I'll talk to Nathan first. Nathan, as soon as you finish your ice lolly first, I'm going to come to you first. You're going to be the first voice. One of my first conversation of the season. Come on! One nil up already. Easy. After less than Easy. five minutes, it's all good. It seems like an eternity and yet the season is back a week on Saturday. Are you excited yet? I am. I have been for a while. It's nice to be back. It's sort of like, especially when, last summer it didn't feel too bad because we had the World Cup, but this year... I know we've had the Women's World Cup for a little bit of time and uh, we've had some other success in other sports, but it's just not the same, is it? You know, you've been watching your own uh, local town week in, week out. So uh, I'm absolutely ready to get back. I've enjoyed going to the pre-season friendlies. Uh, good that I wasn't out there for Portugal this time, but um, you know, nevertheless, still enjoyed being back at the field mill. Um, and yeah, just want the season to come up and, and come around. Just I don't know what to expect, but I just want it to come so we can you know, start the roller coaster all over again really. A lot to talk about throughout tonight's show. Get your comments in on the live feed if you're watching the video version. If if you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? We're back every single Thursday at six thirty uh, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. Lots to talk about tonight. We'll glance over uh, the new signings and how we think they're faring so far. We'll be asking do we need uh, more uh, more players in the building. We'll be looking at those potential injury worries. Hayden White, Will and Tomlinson amongst those. We'll be talking about the forgotten man, Amari Sterling James, and casting our eye over the pre-season performances so far. Plus, we'll hear from manager John Dempster and his captain, Christian Pierce. First, though, we'll answer some of your questions that are already coming through. So keep them coming through and we'll try and get to them uh, as and when we can. And, of course, please do hit that share button as well uh, and help us spread the Mansfield Matters message uh, tonight, let's start off with Jamie Henson, who gets the uh, honour of being the first question of the brand new series. What do you think about John Dempster so far, and what areas do we need to improve? Let's start with the first part of that question, Nathan Edge. What do we think about John Dempster so far in his first real senior manager's role? Uh, it's it's very difficult to say at this point. I, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, it's very very hard to take anything away from preseason friendlies, as far as I'm concerned, because We've had pre-season friendlies where we've won every game and we're going to season thinking, you know, this is our year and then we, we don't do very well. And then on the flip side, we've had terrible pre-season friendlies where we've not won games, not played well, but then the season's been a good season. So it's very difficult. Pre-season's all about getting minutes into players and things like that. I think his recruitment's been good. Um, so, you know, I think whether that's been the assistance of, you know, of Lee Glover as well to bring in the... The, the calibre of players that we have it looks like obviously we've tried to add quality rather than quantity which is good which is what's needed um, so recruitment's been good um, but as for the situation on the pitch I'd, it's very hard to say I think we need a bit like we said with, uh, with David Flitcroft really and any other manager comes in you need to really see how he pans, how it pans out in the games that matter and over a, you know, a, a couple of months period to really get an understanding of his style and his methods. The biggest thing for me is going to be what system he eventually settles on. I think he's tried a few so far in this pre-season with a back four, trying to go with the counter-attacking play as well, which has worked well in, in some respects, but uh, in, in others it's perhaps not. 
You finished yet? It's, no, he's still, still, still going. Still, still going. <laughs> I, th- I like this though. It's a quiet cam. It it's is. good. Every week we should do this. Yeah, should give Cam and Lolly yeah. at the start of every show, and then we won't <laughs> hear from him. It's great. Yeah, but no, yeah. I think um, for one of the things that so far, obviously, has been changing a lot of things, and I think that's probably a, a, a good thing because we, we last season we've all said that there never seems to be a plan B. Well, now's the opportunity to work on them, and and. If there's anything I could be critical about this pre-season friendly, and, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but it's been our defence. We've seemed very, very, very sloppy. However, I'd much rather us be like that right now in, in pre-season friendlies when it doesn't matter than uh, than the 3rd of August when we start, we start at Newport. So try these systems, try different styles, get it all sort of uh, tested, and then, um, then it's the important factor of making the decision of what, you know how we're going to approach that first game of the season. And Cam Felton, this is probably the biggest pre-season for, for many a year in terms of the transition because when you look at the Steve Evans pre-season, obviously brought his own players in, building a squad. You look at last season's pre-season with David Flickcroft, again, very similar situation, bringing his own players in and getting his brand. This pre-season, it's not necessarily the players which have changed. Yes, we've made one or, one or two really like-for-like like in, in some respects, but this year, it's more about the same crop of players getting used to a different manager rather than the other way around. Oh, massively. And I think that's probably why the defence has not, not been as solid as what you'd expect. I suppose you think uh, when, well, ever since Flipcroft came in, and it, it seems that he's just preferred to play that five across the back. And obviously, we've played four across the back pretty much every game, I think, this pre-season so far. Can't think of any other system that we particularly played, but um, I suppose it's it, it, this is the whole point of pre-season. It, it's finding what works uh, player-wise, and if you need any additions. Obviously, obviously we picked up a couple of injuries, so it's something else that we need to look at. They've said that, uh, well, John Dempsey said possibly something in the next forty-eight hours. That was on Tuesday. It's now Thursday. Stags, what's happening? It's about. About what we expect when it comes it's to It's a familiar tactic from the uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll keep, keep us waiting. Uh, keep your comments coming in, guys. I will get to them as quickly as I can. I've got the phones to try and keep up with uh, all of them. Uh, Callum says, and we're back. The first few games didn't mean anything, but you can see the Forest game was taken quite seriously by a few players. Uh, pretty poor start, but the last 15 minutes you could see the partnership starting to form and the play. play starting to flow uh, Gary says only my opinion but I feel we've got far more power p- firepower this year and if Dempster can change a game slash formation when needed we'll do okay flip flops failure to adapt to circumstances cost us de- dearly and Jamie also says and let's hope we've got a plan B and C uh, and beyond of course at this time well let's have a little look uh, at the outs and ins I think what we've done well this season in, in recruitment, mate, is, is something you mentioned. We've we've got like for like. Everybody was was gutted because the new Tyler Walker wouldn't be coming back. I'd be very surprised to see a U-turn on that and coming back. Now he seems to be settling with the uh, the Forest first team now. And good luck, of course, to him. But we've essentially replaced one thirty goal a season or twenty goal a season striker with two in Nicky Maynard and Andy Cook. Yeah, well, two twenty thirty goals a, a season, isn't it? So. Uh, that that recruitment is is, is very very good, um, and it speaks volumes. I mean, we all knew what Nicky Maynard is about. You know, he's been uh, been in the leagues for many years, and last season got got plenty of goals, and uh, so we know what he's about. But same with Cook, you know, he's 
is very highly thought of at, at, at previous clubs, especially Tranmere. So uh, they're two very good signings, and the most important thing is there is we needed sort of an ex- extra player. So obviously Davies, D- Davis is, isn't quite um, quite ready yet. So we needed those other options, and they do bring us different. It works with different styles. You know, you've got Cook who's going to be able to hold the ball, but not, to be fair, Maynard's pretty decent with that as well, and he's. He sort of got that different aspect, whereas last time, last season, we, we, we lacked that because of obviously the injury of Davis. It's a very interesting one as well. So you've got those two up top. You're looking, we perhaps haven't necessarily replaced George Grant in terms of an attacking midfielder, but you've got Otis Khan who's come back into the fold and stepped into that area. That was an area which we didn't really need to add to anyway. Obviously, we brought in the goalkeeper in uh, in uh, Aidan Stone, who's done relatively all right, isn't going to be an understudy to Conrad Logan until Lesnick's back fit. Midfield, Dion Donoghue, obviously not seen anything of him yet because he's on, on the treatment table, but comes with a, a decent pedigree and a good reputation. Mm. He, he did have a few minutes at Alfred, if I remember. No, no. no. couple of trials. Must have been, yeah, it must have been maybe, maybe thinking of a trial then, but again, there's another one that comes with uh, you know a, a very good reputation behind him, so you know a good spell at, at Portsmouth. It's, it's a shame he played for them down on the other side of the M1, but have to forget about that. That's yeah, but it. That's uh, non league now, so that doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't speak about them, really, should we? No. They're gone. This is uh, a football league podcast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, they are decent signings. I, I still think we might need to add probably one one or two um, just as, as cover. Maybe, obviously, because we didn't end up signing Ben Turner in the end, so uh, maybe that, a centre back role, maybe one that can play. Sort of a, a, along the right, or probably more the left. I and mean, you sort of think if Benning gets gets injured, then or suspended, which I think happened a couple of times last season, then we are a little bit sort of lackluster. I know CJ can obviously drop back there, so we've always got that option. But I just think more defensive option would be ideal in that situation. Well, I suppose that's what Donahue's position is. Well, it's I like suppose so. Yeah, he, he he can play left back, and I suppose I think you've probably got to look at probably the right side more than the left mm. and you think if we've got I know we've got obviously Aiden White's going to be out for what two two to three weeks um, and obviously we've got CJ but he, he's not the strongest player at, at right wing back and yeah he can play there and fair enough he got the assist for the goal on Tuesday night but we we saw throughout last season he could play there but it was very much a just a, a make do stop gap really wasn't yeah. it? it it was one of them where we know we can play there but we'd rather have him in a more effective position I think that's the thing isn't it like you've got such a, a such an effective player that would be do, would do much better further up the pitch so it's put him there he, yes he does a job but you, you, you're losing a key player there I suppose also you've got the fact that you've got Amara Sterling James that seems to have made a ah the forgotten man miraculous reappearance and I, I, I think it's been forgotten impressive men, to be honest forgotten men Otis yeah. Khan as well because I think this uh, at the moment through for what we've seen uh, in the pre-seasons he's on a starting sheet for me absolutely it just seems that absolutely. a couple of players fell out of favour with Flitcroft through one way or another and obviously Otis got injured and then Flash couldn't, couldn't get back in and then obviously Grant came in uh, uh, as well so it's like what what are you supposed to do because you were was he playing Brat went out Brackley Brackley yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously Solly all the season before so it's like he's never really had a sniff of the first team and now that we've not got those players that are like me put me on put me on put me on you've got to play me otherwise I'm going to spit the dummy out uh, 
you haven't got them egos in the dressing room anymore. So it, it's like they've just whether through something that uh, I I said Flickcroft uh, <laughs> through Dem- through what Dempster said or or, or Lee Glover said, it, it just seems that the players that were forgotten last season seem to be making more of an impact this season. Yeah, absolutely, and good luck to him. I think, like you said about Otis Khan, I think he's come in really, hit the ground running, mm. played well out on the left-hand side, but also played well in that number 10 role in behind the, the two front men, if that's the system we're going to... And his free kicks doing. as and well. free I mean, kicks as well, set plays. Superb, yeah. like, like, that, that itself is something that we've not really had. We know when uh, George Grant came in, he offered that a little bit, um, but we haven't really had somebody that can take it. I know Benning it's a good few, but sort of bit inconsistent Menace might as well just give up with them because they always go out to the stand so uh, let's not have one there but so it'd be good to, to have that extra bit of quality on set pieces which we know um, sort of at the end of last season so when, when Dempsey got the job he said it's something that he really wants to improve on so uh, both attacking and defensively so I think that's a, a, another great thing to have with Otis Khan Jordan's been in touch in the comments and says looks like we'll have some signing news later on just been tweeted out so uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, on that one see see how we do with that one Um, I think with that as well we mentioned about new signings and obviously having that little gap on the right hand side now same time as we signed Aidan Stone we also signed James Clark but it's not been announced as a first team signing because it looks like he's going to go into more in the under 23 setup. but Whenever I've seen him so far, he's looked really comfortable on the ball and, and for me, has, has done a decent job. I'd have definitely favoured him over the, uh, the the troublesome right-back, which was uh, Jack Hickman, which we had for uh, the trialist, which we had for uh, a couple of games or so. And I think with Hayden White obviously out, I expect to be out for two to three weeks with his, uh, with his injury, which he picked up uh, on, on Tuesday night, it could be an opportunity for for him as well to, to come in the state like claim in that first team if... The signing we we make later is not a, a right-sided uh, right-sided player, so it could be an interesting one. I'd, I'd agree. I mean, he has seemed pretty pretty positive in the, the games he's played so far, and I think the important thing is, you know, to, obviously Aidan White's only out two or three weeks. Touch wood, he doesn't pick up any any other injuries throughout the season, so we don't need to panic in that aspect. Like I say, unless we unless it's a player that I think can play centre back and and cover the right sides, I think we do need that. Yeah, um, but you know. Uh, it's Pierce, isn't it? James Pierce. James Clark. Clark, that's it. I keep thinking Pierce. <laughs> James Clark uh, obviously looks um, looks like he's decent enough on that side, so it's a good cover. And it's good to have a young lad uh, developing. Because the way they're going to learn best is, is by playing minutes against professionals. So. And we, we we talk about development as well. And I think one thing which John Dempster has, has done, or did in the early parts of pre-season anyway, not particularly done it. Didn't particularly do it against Forest because he was trying to get minutes in the in the tank was bring those academy players who he coached and has nurtured for the past three, four years into the fold and give them game time. And one person who has looked particularly strong for me is that of Alistair Smith in that central midfield role. Again, with uh, Willem Tomlinson missing for you know two to three weeks with inj- his injury, it's a good opportunity for him to come in and, and stake a claim and, and see that reward progress of progressing through the academy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he got his goal at Alfred, so that will give him a big confidence boost as well. Um, so I think the, I think the young players will will see it as an opportunity. You know, same for those players who were out of favour last last season. Uh, you know, they know they've got an opportunity. If they impress, they they'll have a chance. And obviously, even though you know Dempster, there's no givens because he's worked with the youth team. You know, but they will know that if uh, if they can impress pre-season and and, and in training, 
that they'll, they'll get the chance and we've all we all keep saying that's what we want want to see and we've started the links now as, as in with training we're getting players involved and stuff that all started last season so it's all that next step if they're ready to get them in the in amongst the first team on, on match days and of course back up with, up at the RH Academy now as well Cam which is fantastic to see because you've got all squads under one roof and it, it is that progression and and that opportunity to, to develop through yeah massively and I know I know Flitcroft and and Fletcher got the youth team training with the first team on many occasions and you'd have inter-squad matches and bits and bobs and all that but you'd only see the one or two players making the same appearance on the subs bench or obviously we the rules what one youth product on the bench box ticking yeah and that's all it's sent to be at some points and as much as it's great to develop youth we've got players that are quite capable of playing at league standard like Amara Stone and James forgotten last season how many times have we needed something in the last 20-15 minutes where we needed that bit more effort bit more bit more pace and we've just not had it because we've not had the players on the bench and it's great to develop youth but when it got to the business end of the season Flickcroft wasn't so clever of how we played it great at the beginning of the season getting game time obviously Lewis Gibbons uh, playing Jordan Graham played quite a bit obviously Gibbons got injured and then so did Graham and we never saw him again for the season and obviously they're coming back a bit more from injury now and we've seen them quite a few in the pre-season games but we've just got to keep that going and I suppose at least with Dempster coming in Dempster knows the strengths and weaknesses of those youth players and now he's had the time with the youth team at uh, the first team as well he's going to sort of know the ranks, strengths and weaknesses so he can he doesn't necessarily have to bring anyone in he could just mix well, and match well one of the things I, I, I hope to see this season um is less lone players and use our youth because Absolutely. last season I Absolutely. think really out of all those uh, so we lost six lone players all together in the end only 1.5 of them were any good you know obviously as in the point five being else for half a season and, yeah. and obviously Tyler Wolf for the full season where the rest of them they didn't for, for me really improve the, improve the squad at all so um, I would much rather us, and it, hindsight's a great thing and at the time the, the, the signings were exciting but you know, I think we need to learn from that now and, and, and look at it and think, well, you know, do we need to do that? We've put all this uh, investment and, uh, and time into our youth team now. Let's, uh, let's use them when we, when we need to and, 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 and give, them a, give them a go. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but just give them a go. It's better than splashing all this cash on, on, youth, on, sorry, on loan players that, let's be honest, don't really care when it comes to the end of the season because they go back to the parent club. I mean, it's, say, it's, oh. it's, it's, sorry, Cam, it's, right. it's great that we've got these this link with, with Forrest and got that relationship with them. It's, it's great that we seem to be forming this link with Rangers now as well. But, to be honest, if you look at the areas we need to cover and the areas we want to bulk the numbers up in, you look particularly up front, you've obviously got your front three, your top three in Rose, Maynard and Cook. Then you've got your, your backups in Jordan Graham when he gets himself fit, Craig Davis when he gets himself fit, Jimmy Knowles in there as well. Do you need to be bringing a young 19-year-old in from Rangers or from Forest when you've got an equally capable one such as Jimmy Knowles and Tyrese Sinclair in our own ranks? Because that, that defies the system for me. It defies the point of the system if you're doing that. Well, obviously, sometimes you, if you're going to get a real gem and, and the good quality, then you probably say, yeah, you can bring in, 
bring in a lone player. I think it's about the quantity for me rather than, um, you know, we don't need three, four, five. You know, one or two could possibly fit in okay. But again, then it then it also comes down to the terms. You know, a lot of times with loan deals, there's terms in there where they have to play X amount of games. Well, that doesn't that, work. That's, that, yeah, it doesn't work. I've always maintained it does for the parent club, but not for the for the one who's who's learning the players. So. Exactly. I've always maintained that another manager cannot be in charge of my team. And I think that's what we saw towards the, the latter age last season. And that's what cost us a little bit. Mm. You know, giving getting Jones game time when we we had probably had better options, we could have changed our shape. Giving George Grant game time and Jordan Smith and you know others of that ilk because we had to and it was. A well, say, I suppose Jones was was a decent player, but it was just. It always seemed that Flickcroft didn't know how to change it, when to change it, and who to change for. Because it, it where we'd start to weaken, like their defence down, it, it'd end up taking someone like Gethin off, and it's like, well, why can't you just take someone further up, up the field off, and bring CJ on? Because as well as we need to keep going forward and keep attacking, we also just need to keep his defence solid. And I think hence why we had such a solid defence last season. Yeah, I think that was a factor, though, but I think. Forget about the ability. I think a lot of the issue was was the the mental thing, and I think that's something that I think we probably all agree on. The, one of the biggest thing we we failed at last year was was dealing with the situation mentally. And this is the thing what I mean about loan players. It's you know how much does it really matter to them? So it doesn't, does it? Because they know they're not fighting for a contract. Because when their time's up, they're going back to their their parent club and having it cushy. Look at George Grant. He probably knew we were going to be playing in League One at least next season. Exactly. You know, so that's what we got fortunate. I think there's one in probably to say one in ten loan players actually care and want to develop, and we were fortunate that, that one in ten for us was Tyler Walker last year, hmm. only because he hit the ground running and started scoring goals. Yeah. Would have been a different story if he weren't scoring, a hundred percent. If he wasn't scoring goals, it would have been a different story. But that's last season, and this is this season. So let's move back to some of the comments. Oh, no, can I bring one Go more on. thing up? Go you on. know, if we're <coughs> obviously on about the whole loan players, if we want to bring back Timmy Elsnick. Feel free. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely, yeah. Uh, no, 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 just sign him. Yeah. No, yeah. That's <laughs> free agent, We yeah. can sign him. That's the thing. And I don't know whether you guys feel the same. It just seemed to fall to pieces slightly when he left. Obviously, yeah. we bought Grant in, and I know Grant was I think a de- decent if, enough player. But if he's sad enough to scroll back through the footage and the audio, I think you're fine. We will have said, and I will have said on this podcast last series, about, about the time that it was a mistake in letting him go. Yeah. Or worse to those effects. Probably. And here we are in League 2 again. Anyway, moving on. The Stags have tweeted, uh, as mentioned in the comments earlier, a very cryptic post. Social media man can. Uh, all it says is, uh, we'll be back later with some news for you all, dot, 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 winky face, and a Gordon Ramsay gif saying, are you ready, guys? So what can we read into that? Let's do this whole, um, this whole thing. Scottish... Uh, he's probably an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went to Gillingham, though. Yeah. Did it, well, mm, hey, that's quick. Well done, Cam. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, anyway, let's let's uh, move on and talk a little bit more uh, about some of the games what we've seen this season, and we'll hear from John Dempster and from Christian Pierce. Uh, Callum in the comments says, "I'm happy with Dempster trying to get quality onto the bench rather than the players." Uh, just make up the numbers uh, keep your comments coming in guys really want to hear from you as well and we want you to have your say in our live poll uh, from the pre-season so far how will John Dempster's men fare in Skybet League 2 your four options top three 
playoffs, mid-table, or simply in trouble. Let's start with Cam. What are you saying? I'm scrolling through Twitter. Yeah, um, I know. That's um, why I came to you first. I think, I think top three has got to be got to be the goal well if you're getting sacked for finishing fourth top three is obviously the goal isn't it I think as a whole the team is a lot stronger now than they were at this point last season and fair enough we've got Walker last season but we've now got the, the full package up front we've got the the pace from CJ and, and Nicky and you've got the brute strength from Davies and, and Cook Someone could hold the ball up and, and play it down, and fair enough, we've got Danny, but he couldn't do it on his own. And I think you'll see a different, very different Danny Rose this season. It's more akin to the one which actually scored goals and played yeah. better than, than last season. That he he had played. a tur- turbulent year last year. It, it wasn't even that he played bad, it was just nothing, nothing went his way. And fair enough, he tried and tried and tried and. Uh, eventually that did get him the goal against I think it was Northampton he just kept closing it down and kept ricocheting off him and it went in net and that's that passion and, and commitment that that Danny had and last season we saw it in, in glimpses but we didn't see the whole thing because he wouldn't either get the chance or he'd be brought off at the wrong time or he'd be brought on at the wrong time and obviously it was unfortunate for the the, the incident to Newport and it just seems that that injuries changed the whole course of the season you think things started to go downhill as soon as Olesnik got injured started going downhill as soon as Hayden White got injured it took a massive turn for the worst when we lost Danny because obviously we lost at Newport lost at County lost at Vale and that you could have probably said that was a season done and over with there and then because we then didn't have the mental strength to keep going Hence why things like Northampton happened, Oldham happened, MK Dons, Stevenage, Crew. Far too many on that list. depressed going back Absolutely. Bit, so. I know it is, but it's, <laughs> <Let's that's> give... <laughs> it's crucial players that we lost last season that now, are, fair enough, White's cropped again, but players that are coming back to strength and, and were actually available. It's an interesting one. It's It will be interesting to see how Debster does so far. And he's had... X amount of games to do so. Bradford Park Avenue, the pre-season games in the UK so far. Uh, Bradford Park Avenue won 4-2. Alfreton won 1-0. Blackburn lost uh, 3-1 at home. Hall drew 2-all. Forest and 21s, under 23, sorry, won 2-1. And final game, of course, on Saturday, 1 o'clock kick-off, the Stags welcome Rangers under 23s. What have you made so far, Cam, of our performances on the pitch? Because... I think the the three home games so far have all left something different. The Blackburn score flattered Blackburn a little bit. The yeah. Hall game we probably should have won, and the Forest game was one of those where we, even though it was scorching hot, and you do take that into consideration, it was one of those where, as Nathan mentioned at the very top of the show, we were looking at that defence, that back three of Preston, Pearce, and Sweeney, and thinking, is this the same defence which was so strong last year? Because in all of those games, to be fair, they've been Silly defensive errors. Especially in the first half. Especially in the reason. first half, for some reason. Yeah, and it's like... Sweeney, I can understand slightly, because obviously he's still relatively young compared to the other two. Fair enough, he's, he's had league experience, but he's still a young lad, he's still learning. And obviously when you've got players like... Was it someone like Jared Bowen uh, against Hull? 
uh, he's an unbelievable talent. So for someone like Ryan Sweeney to try and defend against him, he's going to have a tough time anyway. And in this heat, I'm not trying to make excuses, but it must. I know they've been in Portugal, but it must be so hard to actually even play in this. Well, it is ridiculous because it's not. It's it's your body isn't used to it. It's like fair enough. Me and Craig are ginger, and it's, we we're, how we're not dead to be honest. Yeah, is, we, is, yeah. I've been dying in a print room printing t-shirts all day. It's been horrific, but just try playing football in it. It just doesn't but, happen. But it's the same for both teams. It is, but <laughs> it's unbearable. Even sitting in the stands, it's like Alfred and was ridiculously hot. For you were sat under shade, I can remember seeing that. We were at in sun, it was hot, unbearably hot. And as, when you're under pressure and you cut and you're not as fit because it's obviously only pre-season still, you're not quite fully fit or whatever. And you're only getting back into the swing of things. It's going to affect you. And you think they've had quite a bit of time off. Then, obviously, because we had playoffs, they give them more time off than they usually would. Going to Portugal, that's mentally draining. Jet lag, things like that. And then we get rumours such as, like, Pierce is leaving. And it's like, then starts playing mentally on the players as well as... A funny old merry-go-round in no, football. Uh, a couple of comments on Danny Rose. Uh, James Roberts says, Danny Rose, other than goals, brings a lot to the team, i.e. work rate, the winning of free kicks and link-up play. He's a clever player who can read the game well. I think he'll be a vital part of the squad. And Anti Shelley says, I love Danny and hope he, can't, I hope he can get back to scoring. Uh, his body language seems much more positive even when he's on his backside. Keep your votes coming in as well on our live poll. Time now for us to shut up and refill our glasses whilst we're here from the Stags manager, John Dempster, as he reflects on pre-season so far after the 2-1 victory over Nottingham Forest under-23s at the One Course Stadium on Tuesday night. Here's John Dempster. We've played some good opponents so far. I think that was the first time I noticed players getting after one another uh, when we conceded early. Um, which is what I want. It needs to be driven from within. Um, we've got some really good senior pros here and I expect them to drive it. I'll lead and guide them, um, but it's got to come from within. I think the intensity in and out of possession was better tonight. Um, I was really pleased with some of the play. Um, clearly, you know, when CJ comes on and has got a little bit of space to run into, uh, there's nobody better. And I was really chuffed for Nicky Maynard to get his goal as well because... He had a quiet night, he worked his socks off, um, but that's what he's capable of. Um, he might have a quiet game, but if he gets the minutes in the tank, you can guarantee he'll pop up with a goal. We encourage the players to celebrate their success, whether that be in games or training. So um, that could be a block off the line, it could be a clearance, it could be uh, an outstanding goal. I think it's important that the players enjoy what they're doing. Um, and clearly tonight, when those two goals hit the back of the net, the players were pleased. Stags manager John Dempster speaking to you. I follow Stags after that 2-1 win over Nottingham Forest on Tuesday at the One Course Stadium. Keep your comments coming in. Anything you want to talk about the following pre-season, any players you'd like to see us sign, who you've been impressed with so far. Uh, Dempster men uh, mentioned Nicky Maynard in there, Nathan. Obviously comes with a lot of really good pedigree and, and things like that and that goal-scoring record for Berry last season uh, as well. But I think Tuesday night's game actually typified the type of play that Maynard can be, and I think he said it himself in his uh, interview after he was picked up yeah. in, at the airport. <laughs> Just about to say that. That, that video. Um, that sometimes he can go missing for 10, 20 minutes, 
do a little bit of stuff which you don't see and then always pops up with a goal later on. And that's certainly what I did for Barry last season, how he was so successful in achieving what he achieved. Yeah, and sometimes being a striker, as long as everyone else is doing the work around you, you, you can afford that because at the end of the day, their job is to get out there and score a goal. And goals, obviously, you know, uh, change games. So even if he does go missing a bit... I mean, it, I, I don't want to say he went miss, missing against Forrest because, I mean, his work with it was great. It was, it was uh, you know, chasing things down and... It, he was doing it in a, in a very smart way because you know you saw the way that Forest wanted to play, and I think we have got to give a lot of credit to them because they they were a good side. To say, I mean, obviously first half they had a few that were over twenty three, but they you could see the quality in them, and they wanted to pass the ball. They want they were confident they wanted to get on the ball. The movement was great, so uh, we had to be very structured and, and very sort of energetic in closing them down, which I think we did in the second half. Not so much in the first half, but. Maynard led that, you know, so he worked hard off the ball. Not much happened for him, like I say, in the early, early sort of first half, early second half on the ball. But then, you know, that goal at the end, that's that's what he's there to do. He's there to put the ball in the back of the net. So, you know, if he can carry on doing that for the season, that's exactly what we want to see. Let's talk strike partnerships, Cam. Um, Maynard and Cook, Maynard and Rose, Cook and Rose. Who, you know, who are you, who are you going with? What would you, what would be the f- ideal front two for you if you were John Dempster preparing that team sheet? Let's say, for argument's sake, that we're going to go with a three-four-one-two because I think that's arguably what he will go with, um, and certainly what he's shaped up with the last couple of games. What would be your preferred partnership if you were making that decision? Uh, and why? I'd probably say Cook and Maynard. Because they're both players that can influence the game, but also Danny's the sort of player that's absolutely lethal off the bench, uh, as is as CJ when he plays up there. So it's like you've got uh, more than one plan. So obviously, if you bring Danny on, you could either take Cook or Maynard off. You don't have to stick with one specific player. So it's like if Tyler came off, you'd 99% of the time see Danny come on or... Um, you'd see CJ come on and we'd have that uh, that that flexibility up front rather than just sticking with a, a specific front two all the time which is something that that Dave seemed to like doing in, in playing Walker and, and and Rosie up front and nothing else didn't have much choice didn't, but I think we had these injuries it, Recruited in the wrong areas, it's like obviously Davis were injured. Rosie then got cropped, and it's like you bring in players like George Grant. It's like yeah, great. He played for the the couple of games when he first came in. You know, with, all right, your Macclesfield and your Tranmere games. What else did he actually do? Well, that's it, isn't it? Let's go back to uh, the current striker uh, predicament. What would yours be, Nate? What what? partnership would you go with? I'd probably go with uh, Rose and Maynard to be honest to start off with um, or even well, I, I, I'm i more excited probably uh, probably the glimpse of what we saw um, Tuesday night of uh, the, the link up not necessarily between the strike, two strikers but between CJ and, uh, and Maynard you know, I think if they can get on the same wavelength I think that could be you know, a, a very frightening uh Partnership for, for the defence to deal with. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we've got the good thing is we've got different options. So for me, I'd I'd, I'd like to see Rose and, and Maynard on there. Rose can get up there, win those flick ons, and 
win those free kicks, which is a bit annoying at the time, the amount of time he spends on the floor, but he's clever and he does win us free kicks. Absolutely. Um, and then Maynard's there, yeah, there to put, put some in as well. So, uh, and, and, and if, if, the def- if their defence push up, just get CJ in behind, it's a uh, job done. Sounds easy, doesn't it? It's football management. Stuff. It really is, isn't it? No, I flicked <laughs> Croft went wrong. Uh, Callum has <laughs> been in the comments and says, I think it was clear a few fans were a little bit concerned or confused, sorry, if the Radfords were going to go for promotion again this season. And I think with the signs we've made, it's clear he won't be happy with anything other than League One football next season. We have the team. Let's just hope we've got the consistency that we lacked sometimes last season. Uh, in the Radfords, we trust. Hashtag project promotion. Absolutely. Uh, spot on as well. I'm going to go back to the uh, striker thing for a second. I mean, I'd love to see 45 minutes of Cook and Maynard with Rose in just behind, but I'd also like to see, I think for me, uh, Rose and Maynard would work slightly better, but also you add into the factor about um, CJ going in there because his direct running has been absolutely fantastic and it's really paid dividends. You look at the, the, the assist for Maynard's goal. Uh, on on Tuesday, you look at the goal CJ himself scored from Khan's fantastic ball uh, against Hull. Both directly putting defenders on the back foot, getting balls across the face of goal or or into the bottom corner. That can be just as effective as having a burly front man in, in the likes of Cook or somebody that can be a little bit more articulate like Rose. You've got to put CJ in the equation as well, haven't you? Especially when you start coming up against League Two defenders because they're not going to be as quick as the likes of Cook against Hull and and the youthfulness of, of, of Forrest and, uh, and the Blackburns, etc. So uh, certainly when you, like I say, get, get into the lead, I, I think, um, sorry, into the league, that's going to be, that, that could be a very frightening attacking force, especially even you think of Amari Sterling James as well, thrown to the mix. We've got a lot of pace there that we can, we can utilise. But the, the difference is, hopefully this season, we've now got players that will be, be in the box, put in the net in Maynard, and Cook and like say hopefully Rose will chip on me through this season just going to well. take it back to many years ago it's amazing that we've got so many options so I've just seen something about Matt Reeves joined Billericay wow from Lincoln and that's just reminding me it's like you go back had a talking here <laughs> you think <laughs> all, the, all these years ago we were worrying because we'd got two strikers in Matt Green and Matt Reed, and now we've got strikers coming out of his ears and it, it's great to be in this situation because you've got so much talent across the pitch and we're not having to settle with the same 11 week in week out and if you if you Jimmy Knowles and you Jordan Grahams and you Tyrese Sinclair's can learn from the likes of Cook Maynard Rose Davis to name but to name but four you've got a good future coming through there as well let's talk about a man you mentioned a second ago Nate I'll come to you about him Cam uh, Mary Sterling James back from the abyss um, played a fair amount of pre-season but where oh where should Amari play because is he an out and out front man is he better on the wing could he do a job in, in the centre of a park in that number 10 role I like him he's got the flair he's got a bit of know-how about him some good vision he's got the ability but the big issue we see with uh, Amari Sterling James is where on the pitch do you put him? Because I haven't got a clue. Where would you put him? From what we've seen so far this pre-season, you'd probably say that that in behind, just t- slightly tucked behind the strikers, being able to bring the ball in, you can play it wide or you can play it forward or you can drive at the defence. And 
it just seems that he's working so far and he just seems more more into the games and actually being able to affect the games more than what he used to obviously being out on wing and fair enough he's fast and he's got the ability but in that central role he's a bit like Alex McDonald you can stick him absolutely anywhere on the pitch because Amari can play left right central forward right wing back we've seen him there before but you just see these players and it's like that central role suits them more because they've got the ability to play to play the ball anyway rather than just like being stuck on one foot and having to go that way every time and then the defender get wide, gets wise to it at least with that freedom you can play the ball wherever you like I think formation depending on what's you know I can have the key for him because 4-4-2 um, right out and out right winger that's, right, yes, that's, that's where right, he's exactly going to be impacted I mean you can't or, you, you don't want him yeah. right wing back because I don't think he's no, absolutely you know, not. disciplined enough for the defensive side of it but uh, certainly 4-4-2 he can be out on the right or when you've got three up front uh, get him out get him out on the right siege out on the left Maynard in the middle that's That'll be a, a again very scary for defenders to try and try and try and deal with really. Absolutely, I think he's certainly going to be a tool which will be utilised over the course of the coming season, especially with Otis Khan in there, that interchanging play, CJ in there as well. Those options are really sharpening the knives in terms of going forward and attacking. Well, we've spoken a lot about the front. Let's talk about the back because last season we had. Um, one of the best defences in the league for a long time. Um, Pre-season so far, there's been a little bit of mistakes and a little bit of complacency creeping. It's not quite gelled as much as what we thought it would have done. Still time for it to do to, to do that, but here comes the issue again. Do you stick with that back three, which did so well last season, and keep with that, or do you take one of them out of the equation and go for a flat back four to utilise the players you've got in attack to, to full effect? Do you break a very difficult question? Do you basically break up the boy bands to do some solo tours? Well, but the, uh, the, the boy band haven't done it in pre-season so far, have they? So you could you could say there there will be a, you know decent call to to, to do that. Um, it's so hard to it's so hard to call, and I think this is probably the for me I think probably the biggest dilemma for for Dempster to to deal with at the moment. And um, if there's any sort of um, Hesitation for me from the, what I'm worried about for the season is probably at the moment is how we're going to how we're going to be defensively. And like I said at the top of the show, I I didn't expect to be saying that after first of all the, the great season we had last year where we didn't lose a single game by more than one goal in, in the league that is, um, which was a, and, and like I said we had a massive a brilliant defensive record and we managed to keep that defence together throughout the you know the end of the season. None of them have left, you know, apart from Turner. Um, so you'd like to think we should, should just be able to carry on but we all know it's not that simple because it, it also comes down to mentality and sort of the tactics you go out to play in so um, I'm leaving that one to Dempster I don't know what to say about that one Absolutely, I think it's one of those where if you take one of them out who do you take out because you've then got to look at your pairings do you want a right footer and a left footer in, in uh, Pierce and Sweeney do you go with you know Pierce one side and Preston the other do you 
Right, Pierce no, has to be Pierce. Pierce has to keep in. It's then a, a, a toss of a coin, right, between Sweeney, uh, Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney and Preston. Maybe we'll just let him play rock, paper, scissors before a game or something. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'll say, I suppose, not trying to stir the rumour pot or anything, but there's been a lot of, lot of rumours come out recently that Lincoln and S- uh, Salford are in for Christian Pierce. That's not good. First, he won't go to Sol- Salford. If he's going to go anywhere, he'll go Salford higher. have got the money there. Yeah. yeah, but do we, do we need the money? No, we're not no. a selling club we're, unless they come out. We've never been a selling club. Unless they hey, come out with I'm a just, massive amount of money. I'm going to get shot down in flames, but if someone wants a million quid for Christian Pierce, would you say no? Well, of course you wouldn't. Not a million. No. That's bad. That's, but that's, let's be realistic. So, your bids yeah. are going to be more like 100,000, 150,000. They're going to be a million. They're going to be going higher, higher divisions. Correct. I just don't well, think... I think why, why would he go sideways to, to Salford? You wouldn't... In, in the, you know, I don't even think Lincoln. I don't think. I don't think he'd do it. I don't. I don't think Lincoln can afford it. No. For a start, so for what we would be asking, and I don't know. I just think he's. I think he's happy here. I've not seen anything to to tell me that he wouldn't be happy here. Do you know longest serving player, joint longest serving player, captain of the club, plays every week. Yeah. Fans love him. Love him he loves the fans. Likes the manager. Why would you know his best mate plays alongside him in Aidan White? Why would you go? I think they are exactly what you just said. That they're rumours, and I think I think that's it. I mean, and I, I hope I'm right. I, yeah, I'm not proven wrong big time, but I think they're just rumours, and that that literally that is it. Absolutely. Well, this seems like a very apt time to hear from the chief. We'll hear from him after he scored that that goal and made that mistake uh, against Hull City uh, last Saturday at the One Course Stadium. Let's hear from the state captain. The Chief, Christian Pierce. Well, we was trying to focus a lot on our team shape and getting him to play wide rather than through the middle. So I think the second half, we did it a bit better, but we still got a lot of work to do. I think obviously with the second goal, I'm trying to probably make up for it. So yeah, I was, I'm, I'm obviously going to try and score goals this season, but yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned with the clean sheet. I, I haven't set a number, but my goal for, for the season is 25 clean sheets. So that's, that's the target. I felt good, to be fair. Um, obviously, there's a few more pre-season games to go before the season starts so hopefully I can get some more 90s in and, and get firing for the season we all know each other well we've obviously played majority of last season together and hopefully we, we can have the best defence in the league again and the most clean sheets I think everyone's settled in well um, all of them bring something different to the team and I think they've added a lot of quality they, they all bring something different I think obviously the gaffer is trying to implement his style of play onto the team and obviously it's still early days so we're still trying to get the few kinks out but overall I think we're we're doing well that's the chief Christian Pierce speaking to I follow Stags oh, they're laughing at me because I dropped the mouse I wasn't quite ready for Pierce to finish speaking <laughs> but there you go episode one and I'm already uh, boring the show up it's great nothing Christian changed. Pierce and nothing's changed new set new table same old show um Christian Pierce there and they said he wants 25 clean sheets for the season achievable <laughs> based on pre-season no mm-hmm. um, but based on last season yeah why not Cam uh, yeah I, re- I reckon it is and that's the thing we had one of the strongest defence in the league and one of the strongest in the country as a whole and there's been some unbelievable teams this season, last season and some fantastic players and you think if you've got players like Pierce that can get into the into the league team of the season and then into the the whole uh, whole systems team of the season. He's doing something right, and it, it just everything last season start laid with Pierce, like being the absolute rock in that defence. And 
and Sweeney and, and Preston did did great and they were part of that. It just seems that whenever, even like whenever Pierce messed up and lost the ball, he'd always go and win it back because he'd be determined. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not letting this record slip. And, and and pride seems to be a massive thing with him, and it be, taking pride within himself and, and obviously setting targets is a massive part of that and trying to achieve them not only for him but also to to get the team to where they need to be. Usually the good thing is for him is when he does lose it he's normally gone on a, a 50 yard run before he does it so uh, it's not too bad losing <laughs> yeah. up the pitch isn't it but that didn't quite happen. It, I it, thought so for him the other night when he got flagged for offside and the, the game got pulled back to the foul. I was so disappointed. It was, it was one on one at one point. You wouldn't mess with him, would you? What a guy. Uh, results are in from our live poll earlier on today. We were asking you from pre season so far, how will John Dempster's side get on in Sky Bet League 2? The options were in trouble, Alla County, uh, mid table, playoffs, or top three. The results are as follows. None of you believe that we're going to be in trouble. 20% of you believe. Uh, that we will finish mid-table. 10% say playoffs, and a whopping 70% of you believe that John Dempster can be the man to lead the Stags to Skybet League One. Well, that is almost it from the first Mansfield Matters podcast of the brand new series. Series three is underway, and how we've managed to survive without sweating ourselves to an absolute thinness tonight is beyond us. But we keep doing it because um, we are... The Mansfield Masters podcast. We are invested in what Mansfield Town do, as are you in the comments. Last couple of comments uh, from you guys uh, tonight. Uh, with that interview, it's clear we are as a team and don't even want to concede, never mind lose. That's from Callum. And a man who is not alongside us tonight, but he is at home juggling the babies and will be back alongside us at some point this season. Uh, Simon Mercer says, Long may the balls up continues. Hey boys, it will be a tough season. But fingers crossed we can do it. Let's hope JD has a plan B, as I think that's where we fell down under Flitcroft. The balls up was talking about me. So we will continue with the gaps here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. The boys, fingers crossed, will do the business on the pitch. One more pre-season friendly to go. If you've not seen the stags yet this pre-season, get yourself there on Saturday, one o'clock kickoff uh, in that one. As the Stags welcome Rangers under 23s to the One Core Stadium. And then the following week, who'd have thought, who'd have guessed it, it's Newport away, everybody. Yes, Newport away to kickstart yet another season. Will revenge be on the cards? Or will John Dempster have his boys focused and ready for the challenge which lays ahead and not the ghosts which lay behind in the past? Fingers crossed the Stags will make another signing in the next few minutes or the next few hours. And we'll be talking about it here the same time next week at 6.30-ish. On the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because It does indeed. I've been Craig Priest. Alongside me has been Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. We'll see you at the same time next week. Check out our website, mcfcmatters.co.uk, for a load of different content on, the, on there throughout the week. And make sure you keep up to date as the new season is just around the corner. A former manager once said success. Is built on strong foundations. Who was that manager? Test your knowledge. You don't know who the manager was who said that? Paul Cop. Oh, indeed. Uh, and, Legend. of course, one of his foundations was a certain player called John Dempster, who is now at the helm of the club as manager. I don't think there is such thing as a, a coincidence in football. We'll leave it at that.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.